Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, uh, it is I, Peter Dibdin, from uh, the best driving school of motoring, BDSM for short. If you thought the seatbelts were a bit tight, you're incorrect. They need to be like that, as classified in the highway code to keep you safe. Um... I am here to introduce uh, something called Rahalastapa. That seems a very short acronym. I don't know what it stands for. Nothing to do with driving, that's for sure. Uh, I understand that this is uh, comedians chatting about stuff, but you know there is nothing. There's no room for levity when driving a car. I hope you will not listen to this in the car. The car is a dangerous weapon, more dangerous than a knife. Or the bomb that destroyed Hiroshima. So please turn this off if you're in a car. Concentrate on the road. Or you might slam into a bus full of poor children. And kill the lot of them. Careful what you're doing. It'll weigh on your conscience. Anyway, uh, the guest this week is someone called Alistair Green. I have no idea who that is. He sounds... Like the kind of person who'd come up with a load of crazy characters. 
and I do not enjoy that kind of humour. Uh, if you will want to see more of me, however, or listen to me, why not tune in to Ali and Herring's Twitch of Fun, which is recorded at 7.30pm on Thursday nights, but is also available as a podcast or on YouTube shortly after that. Uh, I will be in every week giving lessons to female Stevie, and I hope you will enjoy watching that. It's free, and unlike my driving lessons, which are £45 per 20-minute lesson, or £120 for the full hour, saving you a valuable amount of money there. So, anyway, let's sit back and relax and enjoy Rehalastabur with Alistair Green, my fine friends. Please welcome a man who's got a big bushy moustache. It's Richard Herring. Hello, my fine friends. I hope you're well. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's lovely Sunday Tipping Point podcast. Tipping Point's all one word, of course. Uh, though I was hanging around with Ben Shepherd and the other contestants on Tipping Point, which I recorded in July 2019, and uh, to be honest, I can't remember who they are now. Uh, they call it Rahalastapapa. That's a tipping point, so I hope that's not going to catch on. I am on a tipping point on, um, excuse me, on um, Sunday, the 29th. If you're listening to the podcast, it's already happened, but you can probably watch it on the ITV player. I can't tell you what happened, but look at me there, a little picture if you're watching the video. I was slim then, and look how proud and happy I am. Ben Shepard's keeping two people between me. They weren't even in the show, those two. But uh, in December, well, that's November 29th. I'm doing, I've just done a Russell Howard show. I'm going to be interviewed on that. I've done The Chase, which is on Boxing Day. There's Taskmaster coming out until December the 17th. I'm on TV all the time. Care what you wish for. It's going to be, there's still a point of celebrities in the can as well. So if that goes out in December, I win TV. Um what has been going on with me? Last night, you know, I know I asked people if they've ever seen a ghost. Uh, last night, I had a very weird night, interrupted night of sleep, and a super, a proper supernatural experience that also I can completely logically explain. But uh, I was in bed. I was very fast asleep. Now, my wife sometimes in, in her sleep shouts out, No! Um, <laughs> I don't know what she's dreaming about, probably reliving the, the wedding and wishing she'd just said that. But it woke me up. Uh, and because of the way she said no, I think in my mind I was assuming she was shouting at my son, Ernie, because that's often what happens. And I opened my eyes and looked and I saw Ernie walk into the bedroom, which is weird because he has a gate, he can't get out of his bedroom. But it was definitely him. He walked and he sort of stood there, but he was, wasn't looking at me. He was sort of looking off. And I was going, Ernie, Ernie. Uh, and it was absolutely three-dimensional, absolutely him. I reached out to touch him and he, he disappeared. There was nothing there. So I saw the ghost of my son, who I then went had to go and check, but hadn't died. Uh, and uh, he was fine. And then I was woken about an, an hour later by this really weird buzzing sound. And I thought like something electrical had gone wrong. And I was looking, trying to unplug something. It was dark and I didn't want to turn anything on. And my wife woke up again. And it was a really weird, zzz, but right, tired. Zzz. And I thought, what the fuck is going on? What is happening in this bedroom? And then my wife said, oh, I put a wasp in the bin earlier. I thought it was dead. <laughs> so I think it was a wasp. But given my experience with uh, dead wasps, here he is. Look, zzz, it's Brian Wasp. Zzz, zzz, zzz. 
I haven't gone mad. It's fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was, oh, I meant to put a picture of a ghost up then. Is that it? Yeah, there it is. There's the ghost. That was the ghost that I saw last night. Uh, and, uh, the other big news, uh, is, uh, Pompeii. They've, they're doing lots more archaeology, archaeology there. They discovered these two bodies. You know what they do? They fill the sort of with, uh, I think there's some kind of liquid chalk they use these days. They fill gaps and then find out what was in the gaps and what was destroyed by the volcano erupting in Pompeii. This is a master and his servant there. It's all over the news. Uh, but I guess I bet the guy on the right there never guessed that his penis would end up on the front page of the BBC news site there. If you can't, there it is. There's his penis in all. It's no one else has talked about this and mentioned this, but that's definitely his cock, right? I think the, I, I bet the only thing he thought is his body evaporated was, well, this is bad, but at least my total destruction of this volcano will stop any future archaeologists seeing my old fellow. And it will be so obliterated that if in the future any technology allows images to be seen all over the world, then one of those won't be my tiny, terrified todger. Well, he was a fucking idiot to think that because there it is. There's his penis. There's his Latin Roman penis. Uh, At the last moment, I bet he might have thought, oh, shit, what if my evaporated body leaves a cavity in the ash and the perverted archaeologists fill it with some kind of liquid chalk to make a statue of me? And then my penis, which is what he would actually have called it because he was Roman, is then preserved for all to see. Not all big and excited like I'd like it to be. I wouldn't mind, but just a little nub because all my genitals have tried to escape the disaster by hiding inside my body. So remember, if you're caught up in a volcano, cover up your genitals with your hand so no pervy archaeologist can take photos of you and your penis and then disseminate them around the world. Make it clear you're covering your genitals, not touching them, or there'll be photos that people think will say you approve you're having a wank in your final moments of agonising pain, which has happened to one of the other guys uh, in Pompeii, and it's not fair. You can't win with archaeologists. They're the worst people in the world. Nobody else has mentioned that that Roman cock apart from me. I can't believe it. It's hiding in plain sight. But they know they knew that it's on the front of all the papers. They could have put a little plaster cast of a fig leaf over it, couldn't they? There must have been one. There must have been. Anyway, there you go. There's my hilarious uh, opening monologue. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> so, my guest this week. Oh, look, the moustache is coming on pretty well. If you want to support uh, Movember, uh, and by this is, it's actually going to outlive November because I'm doing a film at the, in early December and they've asked me to keep it. Uh, and I'm doing a character in uh, Twitch of Fun who has a moustache. And uh, so I might have to keep it for that as well if that becomes a running thing. But go to rahalaspa.co.uk slash Movember if you would like to donate some money to Movember. All your sub money from November, all your badge money from November will go to Movember. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, please support Movember if you can. It's When will there be an International Men's Day, though? That's my question. So my, talking of that, my guest this week is probably best known as the voice of the international man in Richard Herring's fantastic The Problem With Men book, the audio book version. He's not in the book. He's not magic. That's why we're all here. That's I gave him his big break. I'm sure he'll be grateful. But of course, he was also Man in Street on Series 3, Episode 5 of The Mash Report. You may have seen him there. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome <laughs> Alistair Green. Here he is. There he is. How are you doing? Yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah. Good. Um, that Pompeii man, he looked like his knob had been cut in half, I was thinking. It did. Well, I think it just, I and mean, it might have broken off. It might have been big and broken off. Right. Uh, uh, you know, when they were excavating him. Well, I you'd hope it wasn't to... cut off while it was happening. <laughs> You've got enough. Imagine, of all the times to be castrated, 
Pompeii erupts, the lava's coming down, and someone comes with a knife, and you go, now, really? <laughs> but I think it just, you know, he must have been a bit scared. He's in this corridor in his villa yeah. with his servant, or vice versa, I don't know which one of the servant is. His, you know, his, his, his tunic's ridden up, hasn't it? That's what's happened there in yeah. the last minutes. Tunic's ridden up. His penis is retracting, I think. Yeah, it's a terrible shame. It may shame. have broken yeah. off. I mean, yeah. you can have another look at it if you want. But um... oh, If you could send me send me the, uh, send me the JPEG. <laughs> send the close-up of that. Um, the so the ultimate dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that they... I'm really surprised they didn't. It's yeah, undignified. I can't believe anyone noticed it. Yeah. Um, they, I'm surprised they didn't. Just because it's a plastic cast and he's 2,000 years old, people think, ah, oh, stick his cock up there. Yeah. Who's going to complain? It's... The, what about the dignity of death? Yeah, put a pair of pants on him, I would have said. Put yeah. Pants on him. Um well, how did you feel when you got the um the call saying that you'd been chosen to be the voice of the men tweeting on international? Well you well you dream about these things, don't you? You yeah. just you never imagine that it will happen to you when that when that email comes through from Richard Herring. Yeah. yeah. Do you, say, do you want to read some voices in this in this book? I've, this book I've hastily cobbled together <laughs> through lockdown. Yeah, yeah, you're very good. It, I I do recommend the the audio book. Though if you're watching this in November, um, you can buy the Kindle ebook version for ninety nine p, which seems insulting. To, it seems insulting to put it down to ninety nine p in the first month. Do you think? I think they should. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I think they should wait. Yeah, like at but least that's, I mean that that that's that's the effect, that's the book industry now though, where it used to be a joke, didn't it? Where when people publish a book, you go, uh, "That's going to be ninety nine p in the bargain bin <laughs> in, in next week," and now you go, "Well, yeah, that's the first week. That's literally what happens to books now. It's it's yeah. it's a pound on Amazon. <laughs> it is. Well, it sold loads, so you know, I think that, did, yeah. that so it did it did the job of all of my cheapskate fans going, "Oh, well, I'll pay a pound for it. Yeah. I'm not paying more than a pound." Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, whether you get more people than would buy it as a result, or whether mm. some of those people going, well, I was going to pay mm. six quid, and now I've got I've got it for one. I've yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. And uh, what do you remember about being a man in street in series three, episode five of the Mash Report? Uh, I've got absolutely no recollection of that. Um, uh, if it it's... was series three, the, was that the COVID series, or was that the the one where they? Did I, I think it must have been a while ago. I, I think it might. I think I might have been uh, just a racist man on the street. I think uh, I don't. I don't really remember. No, oh, wow. uh, I think I was. I, if I if I if I remember rightly, it might have been a segment where I was a kind of uh, yeah, just a nasty racist man um, talking to Finn Taylor. Maybe I think it might have been that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you don't remember it. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds. No, so I'm glad. Bad. I am glad. It's good. It's good. Um, now, look, you're very difficult to research. Like, a you're the second guest in. I don't know if the standard guest is just slipping or what. Yeah. But you're the second guest in the row who hasn't got their own Wikipedia page, and that makes my job very difficult because you just, yeah. just look at Wikipedia, find out where you're born, yeah. come up with a couple of cracks about the shitty town you were born in, yeah. find out what your dad did. Find yeah. out what you, what, you did, what your first job was. Nothing. Well, nothing. we could we could do the the town, and then yeah. you could you could do a I, couple of zingers about I like that. To, I like to look it up. I like I then go to yeah. and look that up. Well, yeah, Where then you could you could find some facts about it, and then work that in. You could do a little bit, yeah. but now it's hard because I could tell you, but you yeah. might not know much. Uh, I I grew up in Romford. 
Romford in Essex. That's right. Yeah. 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 The, the, it's the Ford over the River Rom. That's right. See? Yeah. 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 That's what I know about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Romford. Yeah. It's, yeah uh... There's a few. But there's a few Essex girls there. Yeah. Bet and there just, are a few Essex girls in, in Essex. Do you think you would have come up with that given more time as well? <laughs> I, I think that was just the white heat of the moment. Yeah, improvisation. That just, that, yeah. that just came and yeah, you just go, sometimes. Yeah, you've got to go with it. Yeah. Don't think yeah. about it too much. And then yeah. just bang, something as yeah. good as that come, just comes yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> what did your parents what did your parents do for or do for a living? Uh, my mum was like a special needs uh, teacher. Okay. Can't and, do uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't well, use that. Go on, go on. <laughs> and um, and uh, my dad, my dad works for um, Xerox or like a computer. He was an early like computer programmer. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the seventies and eighties before it was a real thing. And then uh, he ended up doing something with computers. I'm not. I'm not really clear on what. No, it was. You know, I found out my dad. My dad went to the University of Manchester in the nineteen fifties. And only at his 80th birthday, I discovered he worked on one of the, like, the real first, they had one of the first computers oh, really? in the country. Right, right. University, and he was a computer program. He can't use his iPad now. He can't. Oh, anything, same. You know? Yeah, he hasn't got a yeah. clue. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he, he was he was actually doing, you know, massive papers about computers. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird when you find that about your own. And then you, I still can't. I was fascinated at the time. But, you know, four years has passed by. I can't remember what it <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't my kids say, what did, what, did granddad, yeah. what did granddad do? Oh, he did say. Yeah. Uh, if only he was yeah. still here to tell us. Yeah. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Um, and I sort of had you pegged as this. See, like, this is my guess about you, because I had to guess. I thought you were, having looked at the stuff you do now, I thought you were had probably worked as an actor uh, you kind of maybe went to drama school. I thought you might have gone to public school, but I don't think you did. I think we established that before we started. Uh, I think you went to drama school. And then you were an actor, I thought, who kind of thought, oh, I'll do some cheeky little sketches. But you were... None of that. No, no. no. I, went to, uh, I went to a normal state school in, uh, in, in Romford. I never went to drama school or anything like that. Um, um, I, yeah, I did a load of different jobs load of different jobs when i was a teenager i left college and i was actually a money broker i was a trainee money broker when i was like wow 17 or 18 which is a real rumford thing to do because i had a mate who worked there and said oh you want to work you just want to work in this thing it's easy and i went i found it really hard and uh i didn't last very long i was like really burnt out and then my next job straight after that was a pizza hut delivery driver like i had a right. total meltdown at like 17 <laughs> like oh no i can't handle this and i was and then I did that for ages. And then I, I went to, I eventually went to university. I did, I did art history at university, but not to us in my uh, early mid twenties, I think. Okay. Um, so I was doing a lot of other things before that. And then I, and then I worked in the Barbican after that, um, uh, in the art gallery there. And then, um, eventually I started doing stand up and things. Yeah. So um, I only found that. So you had a different name as a stand up. Which when I started, hard. I did, but because right. I thought that's what people did. Yeah. And um, I, I honestly did. I thought, oh, right, I didn't know anything. And I thought that you wrote a different set each time. <laughs> right. You know, you, I, I did think that. I thought, oh, well, I can't use that. I did, I did that at that one. 
you know, I, th I didn't realize that was the way it worked. And then, yeah. um, and then did that for a bit and then kind of segued into other bits and, and eventually yeah, things like things like acting and, and, and writing and things like that. Sure. Um, but, but, but the stuff I'm doing now is sort of relatively, relatively recent. Sure. Thing. But well, I think, you know, it, it feels like an act of sensibility. That's, I mean, in a way, it's a compliment because you look, you seem like a trained actor because what you're doing and what I love about your stuff, uh, which is obviously all over your Twitter and your Instagram, and you, you kind of seem to come up with a new one every day, more or less, uh, is it's, you know, it's, it's very lo-fi, but you're creating characters that are very recognizable and very well formed with no props, no costumes, it's completely you in just exactly where you are now, I think, isn't it? This is where you yeah, are. Yeah, I recognise that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's near, near <laughs> and, enough, this, this, this setup, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you're very good at, at, at acting. So you're very good at creating those characters out of, out of nothing. There's what, I, I was trying to think, and there's a really good one with this, the woman in, in the Indian takeaway wearing the sari who's got something resembling a sari. Right, um, but, right. But, but you're not you're not putting on a wig or no, you know makeup no, or no, or anything. No. It's all through it's all through right. the personification right. of the character. Right. Which I mean I find this really interesting because there's a few people obviously who've gone this internet route, uh, and Limmy probably is the is the is the best example of someone who's made a massive success of it. But his stuff, you know, he's managed to take that onto TV with his mm. his homemade show on mm. TV. But it sort of it sort of strikes you when you see someone doing something really good with basically no production values and then you watch tv and there's things with incredible production values that aren't any good right right and so why why do you why do you think it seems crazy with comedy you don't need to spend like yeah well i had a really interesting conversation about this with, with a producer actually who was right. quite openly saying to me he said i don't know the correct amount of money that comedy requires you know what I mean? Like exactly what you're yeah. saying, where you, because a lot of, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I mean, a lot of sitcoms now, when I watch them, they look very similar. I love them very good. I like it. But yeah. visually, there's that shimmery kind of thing and the, the camera pans in and it's quite filmic or yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a visual language to it whereby maybe executives or people in development or whatever, or commissioners have gone, yeah, it's got to look like that. It's got to look like that. So they've looked at one thing that's successful and then it's kind of replicated. So they all yeah. look kind of, they look kind of similar, you know? So I think maybe the online stuff is a sort of kind of, not an antidote to that, but it's kind of something quite different. Yeah. Um, well, I've, you know, I've always liked that immediacy and the fact you can get on with stuff and just do it and then you can present it to an audience. But was it? Is it a deliberate choice, or is it just necessity that's made you? No, it was, because obviously you could spend a bit more money. You could spend more money on it if you wanted to now, I presume. But you still well, do it the well, same well, way. Well, well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, the most I'd spend on it is a, <laughs> is is a, like a mad prop, like a dumb prop, like yeah. the the sari thing. I wanted one, like a lot of them. I want one prop, or yeah. or just there's another one I did about a, a very tense family dinner. And I had a ticking clock in the background, and that was it. Yeah. Not even. I think a wig. The joke becomes the wig. Then, like yeah, I, uh, I you know, it becomes. Then it's. Then you're doing something big, you know. And yeah. and a lot of what I do is not big. It's very. It's very minute moments in England. Like that's what yeah. they are. There's a little snapshot of a thing. Like the woman in the takeaway in the Indian takeaway. As soon as you wear a wig, it's. <laughs> he's wearing a wig. Yeah. You know, you've lost, you forget it. It's not, that's not what it is. 
with the thing, what's interesting, you I can think do a gesture like the sorry, yeah. you can do that stuff. Or... But you quickly forget. You watch them and you go, oh, it's a, it's a man, it's a man pretending to be a woman. But you sort of almost <laughs> instantaneously forget. You know, it's not it's, right. I, I think right. it's it, it's so strong, and I don't know. It just sort of feels like why not make a thousand things like that rather than one right. highly produced. You know, like right. you say, slightly derivative sitcom or sketch show. Or, I, I, remake think, shows. I, I think it would take away from it if anything. I don't know yeah. what. I don't know why. I think you could maybe go slightly bigger production. Maybe do it in just a white room or something. But I think you. I think you do have to make a virtue of that of that sort of element of it, where it's just done yeah. with a with a phone in a front room. But but in in answer to the to the question, the reason originally was necessity. I was doing. I did a couple of things with Diane Morgan. We yeah. filmed a couple of like funny little sketches and we were talking about doing other stuff but you know if you film anything it's like well who do do we know a dop do we know someone who works a sound and then getting everyone together and going can you spend a day on this thing for no money there's nothing in it we're going to put it on youtube you know and that's the other thing youtube as well for, for me anyway it doesn't get the traction that, that social media does so then yeah. you've got to go okay if we film something we've then got to compress it to chuck it on what so someone can watch it on a phone who's going to you know so yeah. That, and that I think that stuff is quite recent about that idea that okay, not that there's I think there's a lot of people making really great short films that that do you know there's a place for all that stuff. But um, so just in terms of like, and then I started looking at all the ideas I had, and I was like, why can't I just do it on a phone? And I, and I only found one that I couldn't do, and even then I was like, no, I could do that. I could just cheat it, and once people watching it in on that notion that this is going to look shit. I am not, uh, you know, I'm not watching this for production value. Like once you address that, it's, Twitch is a similar thing in that way, isn't it? Because yeah. you're having fun yeah. with that that kind of DIY ethos. I'm going, look, it's a it's a camera in my bedroom. Um, I'm yeah. mocking I'm mocking up a ridiculous background um, <laughs> behind me. I'm literally talking about you here. This I know. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, it's sort of well look a it does you know a with stuff like the stuff I'm doing and in a way the stuff you're doing, I mean it's not entirely true but it's sort of throw it's kind of throwaway. There's no point in spending lots of money on it. It's a little moment in time. Yeah, you can. I think with yours they're very good fun to watch back. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's there's and and it's you know it's the experimentation of it and just and it's I just sort of think most people don't care. You know, most people don't care about their even their movies. You know, you spend millions and millions of pounds making right. a movie look amazing. And actually, they're shit. They're, the movies are shit and derivative, and it's another man yeah. punching another man dressed in a funny costume for ten minutes. Right. It's a video right. game. You go. I'd rather just watch two people having a chat. Yeah. And, you know, and don't worry about even changing the camera angles. We don't. It's it's all you know. Unless yeah. the films, unless everything's genius, and you think, well, they've got they've got the whole everyone they've got together is amazing. It's the best. Of yeah. The best. But actually, as a viewer, I would rather watch you being funny. And the, and the interesting thing, because you have taken these. The, these short videos and you present them at, in the cinema as I, mm. I, I heard you saying that it didn't you tried to do them as stand-up and it didn't work in that mm. environment in mm. terms of stand-up mm. but it's working as an hour what, an hour long show of an hour of them put together and, yeah it's about and, it's, the first one was about an hour hour and 20 or something like that right. but yeah I, try, I tried to originally I did it at a kind of sketch night where I showed one on a screen and then I tried to act one out but it was hard because once people laugh, you don't realize what they're laughing at. You know, it's a weird yeah. thing. And I realized that when I, when I showed the first film in the cinema, I was going, and there's no uh, easy way to say this. People laughed a lot. 
um, there's no, that's what happened. So, and I was like, oh, I had no idea that just the things like, you know, all, yeah. or all that kind of stuff. I was like, really? Okay. So, so if you do it live, it's, it's not written with jokes. And no. I think if, if, if I was to go down that road, I would have to write it in a, if you write stand up, it's, you go, okay, I'm doing talking for this bit. There's the laugh there. There's a the laugh there or whatever. I'm calling back to this or that. And so to get away from that, it, it has to be done o- online really. And then just see where people laugh. And it is, yeah. it is slightly more scattered. The, like, some people find some stuff really, but I mean, there's a couple of very odd videos I've done that I've no idea why, why people like, but yeah. they've sort of become this thing that people kind of find funny. But the, the idea was, yeah, I, I, I mean, in my head, I was like, well, why shouldn't it be a film? It's not got, it's not got a conventional narrative of a film. There's not, you know, it, 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 it's, not got, it's not a three-act structure or whatever. It's comprised yeah. of videos of a minute or two minutes. But it's still, you know, in my head, it's still a film. I remember so, as I introduced it at the Prince Charles, this is what I kept saying. They kept laughing. I was going, what are you laughing? I'm being deadly. You wouldn't say this to Lars von Trier. You need to show me respect. This is, but, you know, I don't, but, you know, it is a, it's sort of a joke, really. It's sort of taking a piss a bit. And, you know, that's part of the funny. That's part but, you of know, that's, But what's good about you, you've, you've always got that slight detachment, you know, even when you're tweeting about stuff, you're going, you know, I've I'm I've saved lockdown kind of you know uh, thanks to you know comedians all the work we're doing to help people through COVID it's all it's all with this tongue in cheek that is is the kind of ethos of the the actual pieces as well but they're so acutely observed are you I mean are you are you sort of scanning social media or is it just you know, is it sort of coming to naturally because they they seem you know, it's it's observational comedy without being well. Have you noticed uh, the kind of person who does this? You know, it's it's proper observations uh, that are quite unique as well. I think I don't think it's it is that mannerisms and it is that type of yeah. Know, sort of everyone's smug, really, isn't it? It's the smugness of all sides. It's, it's yeah. You're not really taking sides in any of these things. Just no. Point out not, to people who are not being dicks. not really. I don't like that kind of. I don't like that kind of sledgehammer satire of like this person idiot you've got to think like this or whatever I prefer to like yeah. present a thing and then it's really up to people what 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 they make of it but there's I mean the one with just going back to the woman in the takeaway it's not really a that one's not really a satire that's really a story about someone who's um I don't know what her thing is but there's a bit in it where she goes well I mean, I'll eat this with my fingers. If you saw my my husband, he left a knife and fork. You know that kind of. Yeah. And there's a hint of like a a, lo- a marriage that's not great, and yeah. you know she's a lonely person. She's involving herself. She's trying to do the right thing, but she's saying yeah. all the wrong things. Most yeah, of yeah. them are sympathetic, I think. But I most think they of are, them yeah. as well. A, a, a sort of most of them are people that I know from from Romford. Really, I never. I very rarely do any accents of anyone else, mostly because I can't. I'm just not, I just feel dumb doing that. Or it just feels weird to me doing that. Or I don't want to do big things like that. But they're also all, they're not, the people are all kind of what you would call, um, they're kind of middle class, but they're not in the middle class sense that people go, most people misunderstand class and they go, they go, oh, a middle class person talks like that. They don't. No one's done that since that two Ronnie sketch or whatever it is. That doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. That the class structure now is very different. So the people I do are kind of would they sort of maybe come from working class backgrounds, but they're now done all right at some point, yeah. and they're kind of I guess what would have been called nouveau riche maybe, but I don't really know. It's kind of I don't know. I find that stuff quite hard to pin down what what 
what they are, but it's certainly not. Um... Uh, but I think that's you know, but the, everything like you say, it's the depth, it's the backstories. I think having accents and different voices. I mean, I, I did a sketch show about history, and you know, you do a, a, a sketch set in France, and everyone's doing sort of stupid French accents, and it actually detracts from the writing, right. you know, because you just do yeah. stupid accents. Yeah, so in the end, it's so look, yeah. that's not. We shouldn't ever do accents, you know. That we're talking in English, but they don't need to talk with a French accent. Right, we're losing all we're losing all the actual comedy of the sketch. Yeah, in, yeah, and getting just comedy of a stupid voice. So I think that's it's the it's it's all with the looks. What was it that made you realize this was gonna be a thing? I remember one of the early ones I saw. I don't know how early this was, which I really loved, was you taking off the guy on Question Time who said uh, Ireland is the island of Ireland. <laughs> So it's an <laughs> yeah, island, yeah, so yeah. treat it like an island because it's yeah. the island of Ireland. And yeah. you, had him, you had him going to his mate, I'm going to I thought this thing, <laughs> it's Ireland, it's an island, isn't it? And so yeah. I'm going to go on question, and, go, Is that? Yeah, and then we cut that. to the clip, yeah. and then, and then yeah. you come, coming out and go, how'd it go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Was, but was that, had you been going for a while at that point, or was that? I that think early? I'd already done it for a while, yeah. Right. But it's just like, so there's nothing funnier than someone who's absolutely certain. I mean, I remember we were talking about this in, in terms of your book when we we're talking about the Serena Williams thing, where the, the absolute certainty of people who are like, no, 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 I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tweet this. I'm not having him tweet that and not reply. You know, that kind of thing of like, or going on question time and go, imagine that. Imagine that. It's going out on television in front of hundreds of thousands of people. There's hundreds of people in the audience. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. What I think, <laughs> it's, it's insane. What's going, because, and then I started thinking, we well, must have said to someone, I'm going to say it. And his, <laughs> his mates have gone, you should say that. Yeah, say Ireland is an island. That'll get, oh, people love that. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Who does that? <laughs> but um, one, one, of the, one of the first ones I did, I was, I was outside. I, so, so most of these people came from, Brexit opened up this thing, I think, of uh, how (laughs) now now people just say what they fucking want. Like, I don't think that guy would have said that on Question Time before Brexit. Now, maybe it's to do with winning the referendum. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think it's bad on on both sides, really. And yeah. So, yeah, now he's got some confidence. Yeah, Ireland is an island. No, but I think it is well social social media, which is what it's a parody of, isn't it? And it's it's, it's, social media has made everybody think. And the news, the way the news works, made everyone think that their opinion is equal to every, you know, that every opinion is equal, that yeah. we all have the right to say what we want. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's why the the referendum is like, we've all had our say, and this is our say, and so we have to do it because it's what, regardless yeah. of what yeah. is going to happen, we've all agreed on this thing, which, you know, is true or not, whatever you, you, way you want to look at it. But that social media has given, I, I was yeah. just thinking when you were talking about the Serena Williams thing, how much, how much fun you have with that guy. <laughs> yeah. The guy who was very because we did an extra bit in the book about the Serena Williams thing of the tweets I had subsequently, and there was a guy who was just really insistent. He he couldn't he didn't play tennis, but the bit the thing that really gave you because I think you do play tennis, don't you? And his it was thing is she would uh I'd run around and confuse her, and uh, so she'd have to go for the base. Confuse have to go for the base her <laughs> like a magician. Oh my god! <laughs> and like she's now she's going fuck. No one's sort of yeah. She's going like that. Why does he stand still? 
I don't know where to hit it. Yeah. He's running around. He's I'm pretty fast. I'm pretty fast. I'm just running around and she'd have to go she'd have to go to the baseline. Yeah. To beat yeah. me. And then she would uh, but you know, that is I suppose that that is it it's but it's just human arrogance and, and I guess right. that social media just yeah. it, 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 it amplifies it, doesn't it? All these people in the asking yeah. international. Well, the, they... the first, the first one, one of the first ones I did, maybe the first one I can't remember, was d- during during that referendum. I spent quite a lot of time. I used to go down to Westminster and just hang around, and you had it's... loads of people, and they were almost divided into factions: the Leave people with the Brexit umbrellas, and the Remain people were like trying to walk around giving people cupcakes and all that. So. You had these groups and they all knew each other. And that guy, Steve Bray, there with his, with his loudspeaker and all that stuff. And I remember seeing um, a guy with a UKIP umbrella and he was talking quite confidently to this other guy. And he, he was saying to him, no, 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 because what you've got there on your hat, that is a swear word. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that word personally. So this guy had on his hat bollocks to Brexit. So the guy with the UCOM there was, it was so funny. He's going, maybe I've had a different upbringing to you, but I wouldn't use that right. word because that is a foul word to me. I don't know. Now, if it said Rollocks, now that would be clever because Rollocks are the placeholders for oars on a boat. Like it was just this insane <laughs> argument, but he had so, and it was really, <laughs> and I, I sort of, I did it. I did that video when I got home, almost verbatim. And uh, a few people sort of retweeted nice. that, but it didn't have a proper... I don't know, but I just, it was the first one I did that was a, a whole scene where you've got a kind of idea of a person um, and what they yeah. like, you know, um, and it, without jokes, without anything that could be recognized as a comedy, <laughs> yeah. just a literal, a literal, very real conversation um, of a person. So that was the probably the first one I was like, oh, okay, right, right. right. And then I... No, go on. So it's it's quite interesting that because I think the internet is like in the nineties and when I came to London there was Speakers Corner. If people wanted to complain about TV shows, they'd write in in green ink. You know, they were all seen as these conspiracy theorists. Were all seen as these kooks that you would go and like almost go and spectate at various places, like you were doing there in Westminster. But the internet has sort of turned. I find it sort of fascinating the way that the internet has become like Mary Whitehouse. Mary Whitehouse would love the way Twitter, what Twitter's become, that, you know, anyone yeah. complaining about uh, a joke. Musa Lane made a joke yesterday about, um, you know, Charles Darwin's notebooks got uh, stolen. And he said, if you are going to steal notebooks, then Charles Darwin is the natural selection. right? Yeah. And then someone got angry about that joke, I think, because they thought he was showing off that he knew. He said, everyone knows what natural selection is. You're not clever yeah. for making that. Yeah. Whether they're upset that the joke could, um, yeah. just was about a, a it was too soon to make a joke about some notebooks being stolen yeah. 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we've become this, you know, the majority almost seems to have become these, the Mary Whites Brigade, the conspiracy theories are very mainstream and yeah. sort of speaker's corner is, you know, the yeah. internet has become speaker's corner yeah. and that Westminster kind of character. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? So it's, it's sort of fascinating the way, I guess, that, you know, the internet has turned that thing that seemed a very... Um, you know, fringe thing into yeah. sort of on the way to being mainstream, right? Which yeah. is what you're you're picking up on, I think. Well, yeah, but but I only picked up on that. So the stuff I've done for maybe this year is it's really noticeable how big that that thing is now with five five yeah. G yeah. um, uh, anti vaxxers all that stuff. Whereas you say it was 
It was a fringe thing. And a little while ago, you might remember there, there was a protest in Trafalgar Square. I actually couldn't, I couldn't remember what it was for, maybe not wearing a mask or whatever these people do. But it was, there was an amazing photograph that you might have seen on Twitter. And it was of Trafalgar Square with the National uh, Gallery in, in, in the background. And an oldish man, maybe he's in his 70s, had unfurled a British Union of fascist flag. Um, do you remember this? So he'd yeah. unfurled it and he's just standing there like that. There's a couple of guys next to him just looking out like that. And in the foreground, just underneath him, are two women just going like this. Like, like look like they've come in from Kent or Essex or whatever, and they're just having a chat like that. And I thought, that's it's a brilliant photo because yeah. there's so many questions there. There's like... There's, that Trafalgar Square thing was really interesting. Have you ever seen any footage of people being interviewed there? Because it's people from all walks of life. And people, David Icke was talking, but you'll also have people there going, now, I'm not here for him. I don't believe in the lizard people, but I just want to see what it's about, really. And that kind of thing where people are hungry. for, They want to know what's going, what's going on here. Yeah, but, yeah. That, but that flag thing, so first of all, where has he had that for, like, who is he that... He's he's not even in UK. He's gone UKIP. They're practically the Marxist league. He's gone. He's got out. That's a what? He used to belong to that because I don't think, as far as I'm aware, the British Union of Fascists has not existed for some time. Or if it has, why? But he's thought finally. He's gone up in the loft, you know, unfurled it. But I was thinking that about there was another one where it might have been the same March where they went down to protect the cenotaph from this. <laughs> mythical idea that Black Lives Matter were going to come down and like burn it or whatever that was that no one was going to do. So they said there was a rally. We went, we got a former ring around the cenotaph, and um, there was I would say at least twenty percent of them had German army helmets on, <laughs> like vests and all that, you know. And I, I was like, how? First of all, how have they got there? How have they got in the on the train? Like, do they say to their wife, like, where are you going with that? Oh, uh, no, you know what I mean, like. How are they explaining that? On the put it put it on the train. Yeah. See, see your ticket, sir. Yeah, like it's insane. So first of all, he's got to have a big. You've got to have a big bag if you're carrying an army helmet, and then you're in Trafalgar Square with your big rucksack. It's quite heavy as well, a proper army helmet. So you're walking around, but to try and see people that look a bit like you, a bit, a, a bit sort of military, and then you stand by them, and at some point you're thinking, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put on my army helmet in a minute. Like, what are you are you waiting for? And then you put it on and someone goes, oh, nice one. You go, yes. <laughs> Fucking result. <laughs> yeah. There was another thing like that. I went to, um, I'm really interested in all that. I, I went to the night when, I think it was the night when, oh, fuck, I've forgotten like what, the, it was some significant night in Parliament Square where either <laughs> it went through that Brexit was realised or whatever it was. We're leaving the European Union, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was packed. So it was a Brexit celebration. It was packed. Nigel Farage was speaking on a, I think it was on a big screen, actually, in, in, in Parliament Square. And all these people had come dressed up. So Union Jacks. And there was one guy dressed as a knight. And he had full knight armor, like chain mail, the hats, the St. George's bag. And again, I was like, did you drive? Like, where do you park in Westminster? How are you getting it on? It's a cold night. Is it like, was it like medieval times where someone has to put it on? Like, and then you walk around and then he had loads of people putting their, oh, no, people went like this. People dressed normally went like this. Oh, mate. Like, as if just, like, yeah, nice one. Finally, finally, we can dress up as knights. 
Eat that, Greta. Finally. It's madness. Go like that. Yes, thank you. Thank God. How was the rally? You're not going to believe. You're not going to believe what I'm going to wear to work tomorrow. It's happened. I'm coming out. I'm coming out as a knight of the realm. It's mad. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh dear! But I mean, it is funny, and those, and that's what's uh, you know great about you. I think is just sort of that your logic with it is isn't the it's not the first thing people would uh, many comedians would think of, of of that angle and the angle you take on all these things. And I, and I guess it's it's the it's the great thing about the internet that we are sort of promised to the internet and that is happening with the internet that you're able to you know sidestep all the gatekeepers and and make whatever you want to make and put it out and find your audience and. It's been, you know, how long was it, do you think, that it took to become sort of, I mean, it's not exactly mainstream, but it's probably Twitter mainstream, right? It's sort of a, it's a thing that that probably gets handed around between people who, you know, you wouldn't expect. I mean, I think you were on a, I think I heard you on a podcast with um, Lucy Pinder. Is, is she the ex-glamour model? Mm-hmm. And her and her friend were... Um, Saying, "Oh, I got this, and I've been forwarding it to this," and you know, and they're not the they're not the first people you would expect to be. They were great, and I really like them, by the way. But they, they do a great podcast. But uh, they're not the first people you expect to kind of be finding this sort of more cutting edge comedy. But on online, you're able to sort of find that audience. And if yeah, I think produce... it crosses a lot of um, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people look at those sort of characters and go, Christ, yeah, do you see? And a lot of people are exposed to those characters now through seeing them on the news or Facebook is a big one. Everyone's got a mad relative on Facebook who goes, what's my aunt talking about? Like, you know, who will suddenly post something like, please share if you think we should be allowed to fly the Union Jack. I like that, you know, like a thing that no one's ever said you can't, you know, that, (laughs) that thing of like, Everyone knows these kind of people. That's the most response I get is people tagging in people going, oh, who's this to remind you? You know, because <laughs> right. it's someone because it's someone they know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. So the last the last year, the thing of people going mad is like relatively recent, I think. The, right. uh, that that that, you know, because when I started, I was doing kind of Brexit people. And I don't mean specifically people who voted Brexit. I mean, that kind of attitude where it's coded racism, where. Yeah. That's why I think it's 
that, that you see a lot of films about racism or, or, or film about white power and stuff like that. But a lot of racism is very coded in language and it's and it's very everyday. And it's, you know, um, um, the way people the way people talk and the way, you know, the way they, the way they interact with other people. And it, was, and it isn't explicit, you know, and no. they think they're not, of, of course. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting, I mean, I think the the issue is, you know, pe- people have been, I mean, what the from their point of view, I think minds weren't changed, right? They were just told you're not allowed to think those things. And if you don't change people's minds, then that's not the way to do it, right? If you just go, you're not allowed, to, sorry, you can't mm. say it, you're not allowed to say that. Mm. Uh, mm. You have to change it. So when Trump and, and Brexit happened, people were going, oh, mm. oh, I am allowed, I'm allowed to start. Is it just me mm. or is this not a thing you know and that's where it's come from isn't it it's people right. having 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 all this stuff repressed for 10 15 well it's years also they're... it's also people told that they're bad you're yeah. morally in the wrong you're going wait it's the worst thing you can hear you're like wait i've been a bad person my whole life because i've said that that word that you know and then you have you've got two choices you can either toe the line and accept your entire life has <laughs> been morally wrong or you can go no nah, i'm not having it I, that's why yeah. I think that's interesting was that Lawrence Fox moment on Question Time when he yeah. said, when that thing, when he's, it, it was, it was really his moment when he blew up. People didn't yeah. know who he was. And he suddenly said, people are sick to death of having to watch what they say. It was something like that. And it got a massive round of applause. And it, and watching it, I was like, oh, okay. It's so exactly what you're saying. We've been, what? So we've been repressing it. So the idea that of the kind of uh, liberal, you know, remaining David Cameron, Tony Blair type country, that the hug a hoodie and all that stuff. Was it yeah. really true? The idea that we had of ourselves as like, we're a pretty, you know, we're a pretty good country, actually, all told, all, all told. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure about that anymore. That, yeah. that, that idea that Britain has of itself, I think now is so confused and, you know, even to, if we're talking today, like Rishi Sunak cutting the foreign aid budget and stuff like that, and we're, you know, you can't really, and if that's a thing that polls well, which I suspect it will, are we still really giving ourselves a pat on the back and going, this is the best country in the world, you know? <laughs> we're, we're still telling ourselves this lie that's, um, I don't know, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know if that's true anymore. I think it's a comforting thought of going, it's kind of a goggle boxy thought, isn't it, that like, Deep down, we're, come on, we're good. We're deep down. And it go, well, show me the evidence for that. You know, you can't just say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're really nice. We're yeah. just on the outside. We're horrible bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a strange one. But it is, it is great to see. It is great to see, you know, in comedy terms, it's, the, it's just such a great response. What conspiracy theories do you think are true, though? Which ones do you think? Which ones do you think are right? I probably have got a couple, actually. Yeah. Probably, okay. I yeah. don't. I actually have not <laughs> delved into them in any. Um, any most of them. Uh, most of the time, when I think about conspiracy theories, I try and wrap my head around how someone has arrived at the mad, like the lizards people or something yeah. like that. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's break this down. Tell me how. I want to come on board with you. I make that leap, but tell me how that people are lizards or whatever. The other stuff, you know, what can you do? Something like 9-11 or whatever, where people are just going to piece together like thousands of dots. How can you argue with someone who goes, well, have a look at this. How do you explain this? A shard 
of three millimeter fuselage from the plug, you know, all that stuff. We go, I don't yeah. know, whatever, mate. I don't know. Have you got any that you think, oh, yeah, that's I true. think Paul McCartney died in 1965, replaced oh, by yeah. a lookalike who has yeah. slightly different, but he has slightly yeah. different ears. But yeah. then made lots of ref- <laughs> and then made lots of references to it in their songs. Yeah. Just yeah. to try and just a little wink at it, just to go, yeah. can you get me? Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I, mean, I guess one certain things like things like Kennedy, you go, oh yeah, that that is a that is a there was a conspiracy to cover well, up. There's, there's, well, Al Murray, I talked about his book recently, is you know, but it's he's very much of the cock up rather than conspiracy. I mean, there is it was a conspiracy to shoot JFK, but it was a conspiracy just of Lee Harvey Oswald on his own trying to shoot yeah. the window, uh, and that's still a conspiracy <laughs> of a kind. But you know, he he looks at. Um, Sarajevo when the in the First World War and basically the, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand was a mm. series of cock-ups in that he, the actual assassination went wrong and then they drove the wrong way and then another assassin just happened to be sitting in a cafe and had a gun right. off. I'll have, right. a, I'll have a shot. And, you know, that made that made quite a big difference and it's the cock-up theory of history. People don't want to believe that things are that random. But, yeah. you know, the, but any you think nearly all of them, you think about the number of people, the moon landing, the number of people who would have to be involved in that to make that work, and not one of them at any point chips out. Goes, yeah. You know, yeah. Paul McCartney, no, at no point did someone go, hey, I could probably make a bit. If yeah. I revealed this piece of information. Yeah. I know this. I could make a bit of money out of this. You know, yeah. no one's doing that out of the thousands of thousands. Yeah, the millions of people, no one's gone, <laughs> wait a minute, that's Steve. I went to school with him. That's not one person. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the pretend Paul McCartney's disappeared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay Nasher, whoever he's going out with, has to go. Oh, sorry, you're going out. I mean, he looks like. Yeah, him. yeah. You know, yeah. you're going out with him now. Yeah. So. Why is he? Why is he playing right-handed now? <laughs> Just one day switched. <laughs> uh, but there's got to be, you know, maybe I don't know. The Prince. We, I've been watching The Crown, which is. Uh, no, really. I mean, it's fascinating. It's sort of a bit like what you do on a ridiculous budget because it's about. Just it's about the tiny manners and uh, you know the way that families work and the way that people go mad in power basically and how mad it must be to be in the royal family. Mm. But Princess Diana, you know, that could I think she could have been. Yeah, yeah, that could so, have been a one. There's certainly, um, is you know, my my nan used to believe that she was like, oh, they bumped her off. Yeah, they bumped her off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But she had she had a compelling. She, I'd say, why is that? She, you think they'd you think they'd let her uh, marry a foreigner? You know, and you go, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. You might be right. They killed her off. For, you know, they yeah. killed her off for that reason. It's not totally inconceivable. Yeah. No, and and you know, she was involved with all the mine. You know, the people in in the mine who had who made land mines might wanted to have gotten to shut up. Yeah. Um, but I don't. It's it, it's a very interesting. It's sort of like I was watching it with my wife. And she said to me, we would never watch a thing about the royal family and, and we'd never watch a biopic about Princess Diana. And yet we've been drawn back into the fourth series of it just yeah. because of Princess Diana. It's really yeah. weird. Again, that's the sort of hypocrisy that, you know, we, we're now, no, I'm not going to watch. I won't watch Diana, her life. That yeah. Documentary. Oh, The Crown. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. Olivia Coleman's <laughs> yeah. in it. I mean, the acting's yeah. really good. There's occasional clunky. Oh, Margaret Thatcher. Is she the one who has father yeah. was an alderman? And yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. But it's it's very you know it's very good. And they the Michael Fagan thing, which I'm I've always been obsessed. Did you hear? You know, Michael Fagan was the guy who broke into the palace and sat at the end of a. Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember the story. Uh, yeah. You might you might be too young. When I was at school. I'm sure, you know, I heard this rumour that he'd wanked into her ear, right? And I've heard a few rumours about her ear that he put his finger in her ear or he wanked in her ear. 
<laughs> and that didn't come up in the crown. So I mean, they're, they're, qu- they're quite different rumours, to be <laughs> fair. Well, you know, he was doing something to her ear. He was having a crown. Yeah. He could have just done a wet yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, but then if you Google that, the only place it comes up is in my blog when I wrote about it before. So maybe I made, maybe <laughs> I made, maybe I made that up. But, but there um, would be, but I wonder if they would cover something like that up, though. If you yeah, saw, if you would. found him there and went, Oh my god! If you were the security people that come in, the guy no, maybe not in her ear, but yeah, maybe in her ear. It's come on her ear. You can't have that in the news. Right, exactly. A man has been arrested. What for? Uh, nothing. Just <laughs> bro- broke into a room and nothing else happened. It's and funny. it would get out because one of the security guards would go to make he'd get home and go, "Oh fuck! You won't believe what." Yeah. To white, to white, like spun on yeah. the queen's ear last night. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Don't don't go yeah, to yeah, yeah. Wessex School in Cheshire yeah. and tell the kids yeah. there about this because they're, they're yeah. the last people we want to get to know about this because that's yeah, yeah. spread. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a good, uh, it's a very good series. That's a very good episode, the Michael Fagan one. Oh, right. Um, okay. Fun. Yeah. But um, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, well, it's, you know, it's sort of weird because, like, I can remember that they're now at a series that I can remember all the events. There's the Falklands mm. War. And uh, Mountbatten being blown up and all this stuff, and I remember, you know, I was fourteen or fifteen mm. at that time. Mm. So it's the first time that kind of I really remember the news, you know. So it's sort of weird that that is so dis- is so disconcerting to think mm. that you know your childhood is now part of history. Mm. It's you know, it's the same as in nineteen eighty. It would be like someone talking about nineteen forty. It just feels mm. like fucking hell. That was a long time ago. I'm so mm. old. Um, I'll ask some emergency questions. Um, uh, have you ever milked an animal or a human? Mm, yes, I have. I have. I've got a recollection of milking a goat. Have you maybe a, I think maybe on a school trip. I, I can't remember, but I remembered something. We might have gone to the. We used to go to the zoo. I remember we used to go to London Zoo for the school yeah. trip. Quite a few times. Allowed to milk the animals there. Not allowed no, to no, milk no, a, no. Milk a tiger. <laughs> oh, no, no, no one, no one knew. No one knew. I, well, I walked into, I walked into the reptile house, um, milked a lizard. No one saw it. Wanked off a lizard into the queen's ear. Left. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a David Icke conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll ask. Have you ever been in a plane that's been in an emergency and seen a genuine look of fear on the face of a flight attendant? Wow. No, uh, I don't think so. No, no. You're lucky. Sorry. No, don't think I've ever experienced that. Do you think you would make a good sheriff in the Wild West? Wow. I mean, you know, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You'd like to think so because you want to be you want to be a Gary Cooper type. But then you think, how what would you do if you're confronted with the, the big, bad, massive one? With the moustache, and he's yeah. coming to town. He's like, you need that. They do what they want, those people. And you don't want to be that one in the Western who's like, you call yourself a sheriff. You go, yeah, I'm, I'm the sheriff. And they go, <laughs> spit on the floor. First of all, that should be in jail. You should be in jail for that. And then they just shove you out of the way and go, <laughs> and I fall up, I fall on the dirt like that. And my glasses fall up. I go, my spectacles. <laughs> I think I'd be that sort of sheriff. Yeah, just pathetic. And then I'll be really <laughs> emasculated by like a, a, a real man comes along and sorts it out. And then I have to put the badge back on and go, fuck's sake. You know? It's a hard job. It's a very hard job. So yeah. you have been doing, yeah. you've been doing a lot of uh, acting roles as well. Uh, you were, you're in the 
the the great you play Count Smolny in the great. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that a good part, Count Smolny? Count Smolny, very important character in important Russian character. history. Um, yeah, back film filming series two at the moment. Wow. Okay. Um, back back on it, Count Smolny. Very intriguing. Who is he? <laughs> Count Smolny. Yeah, Count Smolny. It may Smolny. be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't know a lot about him. He's got limited dialogue, limited yeah. interactions um, with the Queen, Queen uh, Catherine, Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great, yeah. But um, you know, you um, he's a steam sealer. He's a, <laughs> Where he's can a we see sealer. that? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't caught it yet. I've been oh, it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's really, really good show. I'm not just saying that. Cause, I mean, it is a brilliant. Is it show. on it's Netflix? On, it's on uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Check it out. There's two different there's two different productions, both involving Catherine the Great, um, but this one's really good. Nicholas Holt, Elle Fanning, uh, Count Smolny, obviously the big attraction. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a really it's a really really good show. I guess it will come to some other channel at some point. Um, that we can Nicholas Holt once uh, once auditioned for the ITV uh, comedy like like comedy drama I wrote, but uh, he got the part, but he didn't want to do it. Oh. Because it was just before he got into, I think he just got into Skins, and he went, "Yeah, I don't think this role's big enough for me." And then now he's like a massive Hollywood superstar, isn't he? Oh, I just was there a Count Smolny in your there was show? I could or... have had a Count Smolny. I'm, a, I'm, I'm available. Not... That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm next time. I was available. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been. I'm, I'm. I can't talk about the actual role, but it's kind of as you get older. When I was watching again, Dennis Thatcher in The Crown, I recognised the actor suddenly because he looks really like Dennis Thatcher. But then I recognised the actor. It's called Stephen Boxer, I think. And he doesn't, and in my memory, he doesn't look any, you know, he looks a lot younger. You know, he's been on TV all for the last 30, 40 years. And it's that kind of tragedy where you suddenly realise, oh, yeah, I'm old enough to play fucking Dennis Thatcher now. Uh, and there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's been a part, I've been, I, I really want to get it. It's a really, uh, it's a tiny part in a film. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a film about, a cool band, let's say, and and the part I've been offered is like the least possible cool part in the whole thing of a, a middle aged man who I thought, oh, but you know, he was really old, and I looked him up on Wikipedia, and he was basically exactly yeah. the same age as me. And I looked at him, I thought, I do actually quite look like him. I think yeah. I can get this part. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's that sort of tragedy of realizing. Yeah, that, I, that, I, that I that once uh, I once went up for the role of um, a paedophile in a dramatization of the Karen Matthews um, kidnapping story. And I was fuming. I didn't get it. I was fuming. Who got it? I think, oh, have I talked to you about that before? I feel like I've heard that before. I think someone I else. I can't remember. I think someone else I've talked to got the part or, or similarly when a friend didn't get it. I usually get paedophile. I'm, I'm, yeah. If it's a paedophile part, usually yeah. the phone's ringing red hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Richard Herring yeah. down. He's a, yeah. he's a sex pervert of some kind. Get Richard Aaron in. Yeah. Look, look he's got a moustache now. It's but it's too much now. He's got the moustache. It's not believable. Yeah, is it a smack addict or a pedo? If <laughs> I haven't got it, who's getting that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was I haven't again seen this, uh, but I saw it on IMDB just now and I really like the look of it. And I think you wrote this as a short film called Thawed, like Thawed Out. Yeah, um, not like Thor heard. I suddenly felt I was saying, um, which is about a, uh, a about a guy who's been cryogenically frozen 
and then is brought back to life, but it's just a head. I'm guessing is the is the premise of the yeah. Of the so film. so me and Diane Morgan wrote that, and uh, yeah, it's a short film of just she was obsessed with this idea. She'd seen somewhere the front cover of the. I'm pretty sure I'll have to ask her about this, but I'm pretty sure she saw the cover of the film Delicatessen, which right. is a which is a head on a plate, and yes. I'm sure it was that. And she said to me. Do you know what? It would be so funny. Your head on a plate, but really angry. I was like, what are you talking about? And then, then we started talking about it. And then we were like, what if it, you're cryogenically frozen? But yeah. I, and she's my wife and she can't afford to bring back my whole body because she spent it on her own cosmetic surgery. So she just brings back my head and I'm furious. Right. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just in a box and I have to go, where are you going? Like you have to, and you have to keep me hydrated, spray me with a water spray, otherwise my skin dries out, my lips go blue. Oh, it's so weird. It's such a good idea. I really love, yeah. I really love that. I thought it'd be a great series. Like she had to, and then she buys a, a papoose to carry me round in, like a little you right. know those little things you carry kids round. And I'm fuming in this papoose, going, Where are we going? Why? Like I don't like any aspect of just being yeah. a head. Yeah, is it cheating to have sex with someone who's uh, cryogenically frozen head? If you, if there's someone, because Walt Disney's been done, hasn't he? I think his head's in a box somewhere. Yeah, if you thawed him out and had yeah. sex with his head. Would that be if you, you know you were married? Say, I'm just thinking hypothetically. Yeah, would that be cheating on your wife to have sex with the head of Walt Disney? In a well, box? I, it, as in, well, if it's a person, I guess you know, yeah. it's just it's, a head though. It is a head, but if it, if it's a if it's a you know. If it's if he's alive in the brain, you know, he's got to be alive. I'm, I'm not talking about having sex with the brain dead, like slightly revitalized corpse of Walt Disney. He's alive. He's well, only, said, but only his head is frozen. Yeah, it's Walt only Disney. his head. Yeah, it's his head. And I say to him, Walt, do you fancy me having sex with your head? And he goes, I'd fucking yeah. love that. Yeah, and that's what that's what. And, and I go, Are you? I just want to check, is yeah. everything working in the brain? Because I'm like, yeah. I haven't got a body. He goes, yeah, I'm all, I know exactly what I'm thinking. I want this, Richard. Go ahead. Your, your only issue is you're married. Yeah. You have to think about whether this is cheating on your wife. I, I don't think it's cheating. Well, no. You, I so, think it's do, fine. do you remember just I, before we come on fine. air and you said to me, oh, we might go off on a slight tangent, but that's fine. I don't think I ever anticipated the yeah. tangent would be fucking Walt Disney's <laughs> dead head. Just, it's not dead. It's over up. I'm not going to fuck his dead head. I'm not sick. Oh, he's alive. I'm having a conversation with him. Yeah. Have a night. I take him yeah. out first. That's I romantic. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I check him out. He's consenting. He brings yeah. up. He says, Rich, remember you're married. I go, oh, what? Yeah. Just in the moment I'd forgotten I was married. I was, it's been such a whirlwind. Yeah. But my wife's not going to mind that. She, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to tell her about it just in case. Yeah. It, 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 it brings up some awkward questions. Yeah, she won't. It's not cheating if it's not cheating. Well, he's. A, I mean, he's alive at that point, so it's up to yeah. you. I mean, it shouldn't. It's not cheating. It shouldn't. You, I mean, I know you're desperate to want to be able to have that freedom with Walt Disney, but <laughs> he, hasn't he hasn't got a body. I don't think you can cheat with something that hasn't got a body. No, no. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm, it's not something I'm going to. Not particularly hill. I want to die on with you this evening, but if you want to do that, you you go ahead. Okay, well, we'll see. Got a few. There's a few moments. Time. And I had a very. Su- I saw a ghost. I saw the ghost of my son last yeah, night I heard, I heard that, when he was yeah. still alive. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you had? A- it was. I think it was very interesting because when I've, I asked this question about ghosts, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, I was asleep," and then just as I was waking up, yeah, I saw something yeah. really weird. Yeah. Clearly, this was. Yeah. My, you know, I was in, asleep, and it was a dream. 
though I don't know. I don't even know if I said Ernie. I don't know if I re- I don't know if I literally reached out and touched it. But it was so spooky to reach out, and he was like facing like not me. He was facing sideways. It was really spooky. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever had anything? No, like that? I, I haven't had anything. I mean, I'd 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 like that. You know, I'd like to yeah. experience uh, that, but I just don't know. You know, you just. Could you ever conceive of a time when you would have an experience like that and go, okay, this has changed my outlook? It's hard to think um, of, isn't it? I think I would have to be fully awake and I'd have yeah. to fully interact. Yeah. I'd have to have sex with the ghost. <laughs> it wasn't cheating to have sex with the ghost. What's the not my you... son. Not yeah. my son. Uh, he's not dead. Uh, I mean, I think what's interesting is that it freaked me out enough that I went and checked my son was alive. So for all right, my right. for all my um, right. protestations that I'm anti-superstitious and I'm so smart, I yeah. still had to go. I couldn't go to sleep again unless yeah. I was really tired unless yeah. I ascertained that he hadn't died and that was passing through. Right, don't, you think, don't you think this would be a brilliant film, though? Supernatural yeah. investigators who yeah. the only way they can prove... <laughs> whether it's real or not, is to try and have sex with a ghost, and they're constantly <laughs> saying, "Well, we just got, we just got to summon the spirit, and then try to see if we can get off with it." What do you mean? No, it's the only way. Oh, are you there? What are you wear? What are you wearing? Just out of interest. Yeah, the pervy. Sort of go- I watched uh, Ghostbusters with our kids for the, they watched it for the first time, and it's there's a lot. You know, it's a it's a. I think the original Ghostbusters is the best of the Ghostbuster films. But there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't do now. And there is a mm. scene where Dan Aykroyd basically just gets blown by a ghost. Do you remember that scene? He's, no. a dream, he's, dream, he's dreaming it. He dreams about this attractive uh, ghost comes down and then she's sucking him off. <laughs> and then he falls out of bed and he's, he's no. been a dream. It's, point, it's completely pointless because it's just a dream. And they're, they're in a yeah. film that's got yeah, loads yeah. of ghosts in it. No, I don't no, know why no. they didn't go... Well, why don't we just have a ghost? Why don't we have a real a go a scene yeah. where a ghost sucks you off? Yeah. Oh no, no, that's too much. If it's a dream, <laughs> then that's acceptable. Yeah. We wouldn't get past that yeah. past the senses, yeah. Because Bill Murray at the beginning, do you remember Bill Murray's conducting that experiment where there's a, a male student, a female student, and they're testing if they're psychic. Oh yeah, and he's basically yeah. just pretending. And my daughter's going, that's "Why right. is he like? Why yeah, is he lying yeah, yeah. to that girl? Why is he lying?" And we had to go, "Yeah, yeah. Um, he wants her to go out to dinner with him." <laughs> yeah, to, but yeah. it's guy. You know, again, you wouldn't, wouldn't do that. No, it's so, it's so. tricky those ones. It's like if, if a Bond film is on, one of the old ones is on at like half two in the afternoon, and there's a. I was watching one the other week, and the girl, I think it's Goldfinger or something, and he's talking to a girl in a bikini, and she walks off, and as she walks off, he slaps her on the ass, and you think, oh, I wonder how like it's very tricky stuff like that to go. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you do? Put a warning in ahead of the film? I don't, I don't know the answer to that because yeah. it's sort of like. Funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know, it's historical accuracy. Mm. <laughs> That's how things used to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, it is. It's it's amazing how much things have changed. It is like incredible how much things have uh, mm. have changed. That like a film from the eighties can seem that. But I suppose, again, I suppose that's. I mean, that's from the sixties. It's James Bond, but like Ghostbusters. But it still is the same as saying, you know, it's The Wizard of Oz, isn't it? The Wizard of Oz was 40 years before mm. the 1980s. And, mm. you know, it was okay to have chuck monkeys out of windows, wasn't it? With a wings on them. <laughs> yeah, that different thing. world. Yeah. It was, different, it was a very different world. Um, what else have I got for you? The only Because you were called Al Stick as a comedian, stand-up comedian. The only thing I could find online about Al Stick, do you know what it is? No. It's your review on Chortle. Really? Have you read? Have you read? No, let's not. Let's let's not talk about any reviews on Chortle. No, 
<laughs> but that's where Chortle's terrible because, like, it's literally the only thing about <laughs> on the internet. And it's him going, Yeah, I've seen him before, he's been all right, but and then it's not a very nice review. Oh, of this one performance, but I... uh, but you know, fuck him. Yeah, I've never, I never look at it, so I don't know. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Chortle used to be a thing, I think, didn't it? I remember it used to be. Uh... Well, it was, but also it's just incredibly frustrating because he doesn't go and you know, there's so many comedians that if he, he, most comedians will have one review and that's it. And if they had a bad night or they, you know, which you all do, and he's always he's written a review of the book and it's quite nice, but it's he's always just a little bit. I did his book festival as well. And he's nice to my face. But he's always just like a little bit, and yeah. It's a bit slight. The book's a bit slight. It's not that, you know, there's not much time to go into detail. It's not going to get to the people it needs to get to. But it's, you know, it's fine. It's good. It's, it's a good review, but it's, it, you'll never, like, right. go whole, whole, go whole, right. you know. Right. Um, he seems um, very obsessed with, like, convention, though. Of, like, I don't know. I don't like the way people talk about comedy. It goes, when anyone goes routine or there's a great, you know, anything technical like that, I go, oh, I don't know. It's something about it just gets on my nerves like that. That yeah. idea that it's I mean, quantifiable in that in that way. It's very irritating. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it, it's I think the, the problem with the Internet is good. There's lots of great things about the Internet. The, the problem is, and I was talking to a couple of people recently about their Chortle student things still up, you know, from 2008 or something. It's right. their first ever stand right. up and it's, on, right. it's online. And, uh, you know, it doesn't there should be a, like a delete function you know on stuff after, after i think i think there is years. though i think you can as far as i'm aware i think you can legally ask them to take it down and they have to I'm i think sure. i'm not sure if you've signed oh, really? that chortle thing I, you know that chortle student thing i don't think you can i think someone oh, has really? okay. tried to get it down because you know they own it you've probably signed something as a student right, going, yeah right. yeah of course i'd love you know yeah. i want my stuff to be online that's great i'll get on tv it'll be free yeah uh, but it's kind of it's sort of an interesting, um, interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's it's better to to not read you. <laughs> it's a real bad. Yeah. It's a real bad one. It's a real bad one, and that's all. It's a good job you changed your name, man. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, well, it's the reason I did it. Yeah. But also, I just think you know. But that's what's interesting that you he uh, you'd think a good critic, whoever it is, would be able to see within someone who was gonna go on and do something as good as you've done that you would that would at least go. I can see. The you know I can see the potential in this person, you know what I mean because you 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 must have been a good stand up as well. No, are you, st- you, are you still so, doing yeah. are you still doing stand up? Mm, well, not not the moment. When, I no. mean, not now. No, but I was still, I was um, I, I was comparing uh, club near near I live in in Newcross, but I sort of I sort of gave it up a while ago, about a year and a half right. ago. But in fact, I, it was the first place I ever started showing the videos I was doing was there. I started comparing and then showing one to see how it went down, and then right. and then slowly sort of transferred over. But um, yeah, only only now when I introduce the film, just to come on and you know. Sure. And what is coming? We're going to wind up because we've it's going to be very good fun, Alistair. Thank you very much. If they, people must if they haven't seen you, which I'm sure most people have, do check out uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, Mr. Alistair Green on Twitter, um, and uh, it's just endless endless funny stuff uh what's coming up are you is, are you trying to do, are you going to try and take them elsewhere or are you just going to keep it in your own control with with these with these videos are you going to carry on doing the films well what's i've got i got another story? we're going to do um an, a, a volume two film so i had this idea that i do a volume every year that's a kind of document of our sort of national breakdown throughout the year at the end of the year and then maybe tour some maybe do it at other places around the country or something like that 
and then yeah. maybe I've got a couple of kind of development things that I'm maybe turning the characters into something a bit longer cool. form or something like that. But um, in the meantime, just um, just doing a lot of stuff online. I do a lot of Instagram lives now. I do little funny, little weird shows um, where I just talk, talk, just improvise something for an hour, just some rubbish. Sure. I mean, it's fun, but that's, that's. I mean, obviously lockdown has probably uh, caused that to become more of a thing than it would have done. But it is, I think, I think it's a really fascinating new area for comedians to explore. I hope more comedians come into it because it's mm. that idea of, you know, the idea is it's scary, the idea of going, oh, let's, let's improvise something that's an hour mm. long. Mm. Uh, but actually, once you get into it, it's, you know, yeah, you, don't completely, have, you, you actually yeah. don't, have, you don't have the, weirdly, by not having a, a live audience for it, you don't have the oh no this isn't I don't know if this is working or not you know yeah. you've got to you've got to get oh you've got to overcome that oh is this just terrible yeah uh, but but also you're not you're not getting the negative stuff back so you can push through and, and yeah. really find and I think find interesting places to go and I don't yeah. you know I think you would never be doing the stuff you're doing if it was just live you know it wouldn't be anywhere near the same no you know I wouldn't no. be doing whatever you think of it I wouldn't be doing the stuff that I'm doing now. <laughs> If it was just live, but you know, I I sort of think you do, you know, by and then you're finding your own route through, and we're getting back to a point where comedy is created by the comedians, and and then you've got five, you know, five. If you want to get five years, ten years, or something going, it's completely its own thing, and someone yeah. can't come, someone can come in and go. We're going to take this, and they either can't change it or they are not able to change it because you're so. Yeah, so into what you got, and TV, I think, yeah. has become much too much. Come into my panel show and do something, right. or right. or let's get a right. team of people together to be in a sketch show. It's not about finding a unique voice, which I think even in the nineties we were still able to get a group of people. We'd do our stuff, and then we'd we'd discover our voice, you know. So yeah. it's really, it's really, it's a very exciting time for comedians, and I hope more comedians will get into the, the, all these various ways of getting stuff out there. And, and yeah, because I don't think there's anything stopping that now, even with stuff like. I was thinking if I if I did do something bigger budget, I wouldn't have to, I'd never do something very big budget. But I don't get what's stopping me. But if, if I had a camera and a boom or whatever, or did a Kickstarter or something like that to retain control over it, it's not yeah. that difficult to to do. Rather than lose control of it and have someone yeah. go, "Hey, I, we love your idea, but what we're thinking is is but no, yeah. those days are gone." Here's, yeah, the, yeah. here's the idea. If you don't want it, it's fine. I'll do it myself or, or I'll take yeah. it elsewhere to someone who does want it. But I'm not doing that idea, you know, but I'm quite bad for that. I mean, even the idea of like, oh, we've got some notes for you. You what? How dare you? Know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm re- like, there's a few people I think have really broken through uh, on the internet. And there's a few people who I think are really going to break through on the internet uh, coming up. And uh, you and um, you and Michael Spice are probably the, the two kind of main ones who've like almost exclusively through online stuff have have got yourself into a position where you know you're you're playing Count Smolny in in the great, and I'm sure you wouldn't have got that if you hadn't been doing your silly, exactly. stupid yeah. videos. You know, yeah. so it's good stuff. So uh, I hope we all can all get through. I hope, um, you know, I worry about the future of live comedy, which I do want to get back into doing gigs live. And I hope that the venues will still be there. But I think it's interesting, you know. I think and like Rich Wilson, who I heard you on his his podcast. He's he's like a a circuit comedian who's realised how important the internet is, and mm. is really great on the internet as well. Mm. But that diversification has sort of got a few of us through mm. this mm. year. You know, the ones who'd mm. already done that, 
this yeah. year has probably been a lot easier for than if you go, oh, I've never thought of doing anything online and yeah. now I have to or do nothing. You know, it's so yeah. we do have to be aware that, you know, you, you can't just have all your eggs in one basket. You know, you've yeah. got to have some I think it's stuff, good to it? have both of those things because there will yeah. be, a, there obviously will be a big boom in, in, in live comedy. Again, once we open up, you know, yeah. I, everyone can't wait to get back out and, and watch stuff and do stuff. But I think this stuff is not going anywhere either now. It's like another thing, you know. Um, yeah. As you say, that, that it's good to have a have a have a hand in both things. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you, you know you got that's sudden, you know, because you never dream that your entire livelihood will just be taken away with yeah. a week's notice. You know, I yeah. mean, it's just it's absolutely heartbreaking and awful, and and you know, most comedians seem to have you know at least kind of found a way through it. I think, and I hope the clubs and everything will still be there. Like, what do you think? March, realistically, maybe. Hmm. He might be back in March. I mean, this club's open. This club's open in December, aren't they? But I think, yeah. Ah, what a depressing I mean, way to end. It's difficult for some somewhere somewhere like Edinburgh. It'll be difficult yeah. to know what to do without any certainty that, yeah, yeah, maybe clubs will open in March. Or I would have thought a bit after that. But even then, yeah. what's the capacity? How certain are we? If you're talking about a vaccination program, how what? How long does that take? I don't know. Yeah. Long enough, I think. Long enough. Right, look, I'm going to let you go. Uh, You've been absolutely fantastic. Do check out Alistair Green. Uh, I haven't got a guest for next week's podcast yet, but someone someone will turn up. Uh, And Ali and Harry's Twitch are fun to Thursday nights, 7.30 p.m. at the moment. I've I've just recorded two sketches. I've been doing sketches in them now. It's gone nuts. I've I've done two sketches. I've brought back a character from 25 years ago for tomorrow. So do check that out on Thursday if you're watching this live or go to YouTube. Uh, and thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Mr. Alistair Green. Thank you. See you. Thanks again. for having me. Uh, my fine friends. No, thanks, man. It was brilliant. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Alistair Green. Thank you to Pest for providing the music for this festivity once again. I uh, am indebted to my director, producer and friend, Chris Evans, not that one. Uh, thank you also to ACAS, British Comedy Guide, Ian Tunes, all the usual gang. That's the square theatre, why not? I hope you've survived in through these difficult times, my fine friends, and we'll be back very soon, I hope. Um, what else have I got to tell you? Nothing. The, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Why not go to GoFasterStripe.com and buy The Problem With Men with a signed book plate with a cock drawn on it and a badge. Might get you in time for Christmas, who knows. Uh, there's also lots of Christmas gifts at GoFasterStripe.com for more of my books, downloads, DVDs, all sorts of shit you can get. Thank you very much for listening. Now go away, my fine, fine friends. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.